listening to the Very Brave podcast, the podcast for women who are looking to find their brave and take more bold steps in life. We'll be chatting with women from all walks of life about redefining bravery away from just physical and heroic battlefield acts and being more inclusive of emotional, moral and spiritual bravery. The very things women the world over are participating in every single day. If you're ready to be inspired by stories of feminine bravery from across the globe and you know it's time to make your next bold move, then get comfortable, grab a coffee and let's get started. Hello and thank you so much for joining me today. Kylie Ryan, welcome. Hi. Hi, Rachel and team and listeners. Uh, It's great to be here. What a pleasure. Kylie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah. So for anyone who's new to my world, I work as a performance coach and coach trainer. It's interesting, like now I feel like I'm kind of evolving more into like a muse and mentor. (laughs) And kind of working with, I work really closely with changemaker coaches and changemaker entrepreneurs. And so I really, um, as you can hear, the changemaker is the theme there. I'm really about supporting human evolution through, through transformational coaching and entrepreneurship. And I really feel that they kind of go hand in hand in a lot of ways. So that's my, that's my little pocket of the, of the universe. And, um, and I really love it and have been doing it now for 18 years working as a coach and coach trainer and coach mentor. So I really help people transform the things that they almost think are impossible to transform. And so when people get when people get really stuck or, you know, really want to make a radical shift to, to coming into soul alignment, then they can find their way to, to our world, which is where we love to play. And you're a, a wife and a mum as well. Oh, yes, I am a wife and a mum as well. <laughs> yes, I have two beautiful children, um, a lovely husband, and, um, and we have a really beautiful life that we get to live in Sydney, Australia, which is amazing. And, yeah, amazing to be able to still continue to visit the beach even through all of the ups and downs of life that have been going on lately. So I've been uh, chatting with um, lots of amazing women just like you about yeah. bravery and uh, about how bravery might mean something different to us as women uh, than what society seems to reward, um, which is a brave physical act. And uh, you and I have chatted about the, the Governor-General's bravery list and how the awards uh, in March of this year predominantly went to men for for really brave things, pulling people out of floods and fires and and things like that. But what does bravery mean to you? Bravery means being terrified and moving forward regardless. It means, you know, moving forward to something greater or for some taking action on some greater ideal or value, even in the face of danger or loss of, uh, in the face of potential loss of life or potential loss of face or potential embarrassment or a death of, a death of self in some way. And so, yeah, I see bravery as moving forward courageously in spite of that. Great definition. And um, I think the 
There's been a common theme. Um, you described it as um, being terrified, um, but mm. fear definitely mm. comes up. Is it a physical reaction for you? Do you feel it somewhere in your body when you're feeling this terror? Yeah, for sure. It's There's definitely, I think, you know, we, we do a lot of work around aligning the nervous system and, you know, there is very much bravery is is the ability i think to center yourself and center your like calm your nervous system to the point where to the point where you can continue to move forward and and sometimes move forward even inside that that nervous system response of like fight flight flee um fawn um responses and so being able to yeah being able to move forward but it's definitely something that you feel in your body and so whether mm-hmm. it's running into a burning building where there is a chance that you might risk your physical physical life or you know telling a partner a secret that might risk your emotional life and your you know and your relationship or you know so there's been a few things recently about whistleblowers you know if you if you have some kind of integrity breach in a company that you work for and you take the risk of stepping out and speaking to your values and speaking to your truth, um, like all of those things are risks. It's just, mm-hmm. and they're you're risking life in some form. It's just, you know, maybe it's not the physical form of running into a burning building where you might like get <laughs> physically yeah. die, but you might have to, you know, every time we're brave, we're moving beyond some kind of ego death or risking mm-hmm. some kind of ego death. Like, am I going to lose face? Am I going to, you know, lose my relationship? Am I going to lose my job or, you know, what whatever it is, I think there's always some kind of risking of an identity death mm-hmm. in some shape or form. And so we've we've spoken about physical bravery. If I was to suggest that there might be emotional or moral bravery, what would you yeah, say to sure. that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Mm. <laughs> Unequivocally, yes, absolutely. Yeah. There could be, you know, s- uh, spiritual bravery, emotional bravery, mental bravery. Mm. Um, yeah, moral bravery. Absolutely. For sure. On on every level, there can be bravery. Yeah, spiritual, energetic, mental, emotional, physical, all of those different, all of those different levels. You can be brave in all of those ways. And, and I think, you know, there's a lot of bravery that women do, you know, speaking to that, speaking to that conversation. There's a lot of things that women do that are so brave that is an emotional bravery or a stoicism or a forbearance that, mm-hmm. um, that might be invisible if you don't have a nuanced sensory awareness to kind of peer through, peer through the kind of, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, <laughs> everything's yeah. fine. Well, let's, um, let's talk about that yeah. um, because when I have asked women how do you know when you're being brave, some of the answers have been when I left that relationship or when I stayed in that relationship so that the kids would have a roof over their head, uh, when I started a business or when I did the thing that, people were saying I shouldn't do. In looking at your life, um, what do you think some of your brave moments have been? Gosh, there have been a few. <laughs> there have been a few. Oh, there's, it's interesting because there's the there's the bravery of, I think there's, there's two different types of bravery. There's the bravery of, or two different kind of energetics of bravery, the bravery of surrender mm-hmm. and 
oh, I'm going to be brave enough to allow someone to take care of me. I'm going to be brave enough to to let go and I'm going to be brave enough to stand for something or move forward or, you know, carve a new path. And mm. And so I think there have been times where I've been brave in, you know, many, many years ago before I discovered NLP, I was like overweight, on drugs, sleeping around, in debt, you know, all of the, all of the like life things that you don't want to be going on. I had all of them. And, and so I think there's a huge amount of bravery as that overweight, insecure, in debt girl going on a personal development journey. I think that's a, like, that takes a huge amount of bravery to go, Hey, I've, I don't want to live like this. I, I want something more for myself and I'm going to do the work that it takes to change my life. You are listening to The Very Brave Podcast. That level of bravery of like letting someone in and letting someone help you and also being willing to take a stand and go like enough, I don't want to continue to live like this, I've got to make a change. Um, That's probably you know, one of the first kind of adult acts of, of bravery that, that I've been through. There have been times, you know, in in my relationship where it's, you know, lots of people in long-term relationship goes through different ups and downs. There have been times where I've had, you know, my own inner turmoil about relationships. And, and so there have been times where I've, yeah, been brave in in that, in moving through, in moving through challenges with my partner, and and going through those tough times, that takes a huge amount of bravery for both mm. partners. You know, to to lean in and to be vulnerable and to reveal, like, oh, okay, I like, I'm going to tell you all of that, <laughs> tell you all of this. Will you still love me? Mm. Um, that kind of bravery, you know, sharing all of yourself with someone and and risking them judging you and risking yeah. them rejecting you is a huge you know that that's one of the one of the biggest you know one of the biggest things that that I've ever done and and to then have that like oh acceptance and love and you know just acceptance of who you are is almost feels like a miracle on the other side of it because it really does feel like you know you're risking death or you're risking your you know your children's future risking your marriage when you you know when you speak to some of these issues that might be problematic in a relationship it's mm. it's huge it's mm. really huge and each and every one of us has our own different versions of what that looks like and you know there you know there have been times i think it's it's in those small acts and those big acts of like noticing where noticing where you can stand up for yourself and go hey like don't talk to me like that or you know, this is something mm. that I'm into. Can you please respect that? And yeah. I respect the things that you're into. Can you please respect the things that I'm into? Um, and they don't have to be the same. That's fine. But just having those like small acts of, hey, <laughs> like this mm. is not okay. This bit's not okay. Yeah. Um, and being truthful about that, that takes a huge amount of bravery, particularly I think there's been, you know, I work a lot with deep unconscious conditioning. That's like that's the playground that that I kind of walk through each day and and there's so much conditioning particularly with women around and men too but you know men have their own particular types of conditioning and women have their own particular types of conditioning and gosh people that that kind of 
fluctuate between gender or are gender fluid. They have their own, you know, types of conditioning as well and um, struggles. And so everybody has their own particular things to work through. But I think there's a lot that there's a lot that women face in terms of be a good girl, be a nice girl, don't speak up, be caring, be thoughtful, look after other people. You know, don't don't speak up and don't be don't be rude or, you know, bossy or asking for too much. I think there's a lot of social conditioning that kind of tries to keep women small and in their place and, you know, it's it's not that long that that we've been able to vote. Like it's not mm. that long that you had to that you didn't have to, you know, walk into a bank with your husband before you could borrow some money from the bank to to get mm. a property or start a you know start a business. Women didn't even really have businesses, not yeah. you know, not that long ago. And so, like, there's a lot of that kind of hangover in our psyche from our mothers and our grandmothers, and yeah, that's like it's so brave to move beyond that and to break out of that conditioning. It's huge because it can some it can sometimes feel like it can sometimes feel like we're it's almost like we're being disloyal to the people who have struggled before us. Yeah. It can feel like you're break like who am I to stand up and demand that I you know have my own business and do what I want and work on my own time you know under my <laughs> under my own decisions. My mum doesn't even understand what I do. She's like, I don't even understand what you do, but I'm really glad that you're you're happy. You do something on the internet. But I think there's a lot of bravery in that, you know, starting your own business for the first time, breaking breaking out of that conditioning, whatever it is, it takes so much courage. It takes so much courage and so much bravery. And that's the, you know, that's the thing, that's the place where, I, you know, I really love to play is in those, mm. in those brave moments and in those courageous conversations of <sighs> standing mm. up for what matters. And, you know, I, I use this term, your truth fire, you know, be, speaking to and, and living by your truth fire. Like what is the, what is the truth that burns in your heart what is, you know, what is a cause or a, a value that you are willing to to fight for or surrender into, you know, that you're willing to let go of? Are you willing to let go of the fight and, like, allow yourself to be cared for, allow yourself to, whew, okay, you know, like I, I think it was quite brave for my, like, fiercely independent self to take some time, you know, while I was while I had my babies being little and not work so much and allow mm. my husband to, you know, to be more of the provider. I, like that took a lot of bravery just to go, oh, okay, I'm going to allow myself to be taken care of and trust that in the course of our relationship it's going to work out in the wash, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. So you mentioned um, courage and uh, courageous mm. and I've identified that if there's, you know, and a before and an after with with bravery. Um, it's it's courage that actually triggers the physical reaction. So where yeah. where someone's in courage, we're um, at a crossroads moment. We're making a decision to do something, or we've realised that we're in a a situation that the next move is a critical one. And then bravery is often something we name that moment but in reflection. Yeah. And what what do you think about that? Yeah, I I think that's I think that's true that yeah, I wouldn't 
I probably resonate more with the idea of of courage, of being courageous. And yeah, I think I have that, that yeah, I, I agree because I think there's that sense of like when you're in the moment, it's it's like I need to be, I need to be strong here. I need to yeah. be courageous. I need to like, I always love that the, I remember when I first looked up the the Latin etymology of um, of decide and it comes back to decada, to cut, to cut off any other options. So when mm-hmm. you like, when you forge forward and make a courageous decision, you're cutting off all the other options. It's like, this is what, this is what I'm standing for. or This is what I'm choosing, or this is what I'm, you know, leaning into. And that takes so much courage to lean into that and, and to make that decision. And it's almost like jumping with no net and going, okay, okay, universe, I'm just going to have a go at this and see what happens and trust and hope that it works out. Um, yeah, and then in retrospect you might go, oh, that was that was a really brave thing to do or someone else might say that's a brave thing to do. I think there's mm-hmm. more courage is probably more associated, like this is what yeah. I'm doing in the moment and brave is then external to go, oh, you did something really brave there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely I think that feels really accurate. You are listening to The Very Brave Podcast. And do you think that um, there are enough forums, uh, enough conversations being had for women or by women so that we understand that um, these things that, you know, I think you term them as invisible, often invisible, are actually acts of bravery? I know. I'm great. I'm like, I'm super grateful that you're having these conversations. It's, you know, uh, I was reading something just briefly from, I think it was from Marianne Williamson, who is another, you know, great, brave woman who is, you know, forging her path, you know, in and has, has been a great thought leader for many years. And, she, you know, she was talking about this this piece of like just continuing to have the conversations is what makes the change. And, you know, it it's got a bit like turning the Titanic is is like turning the the tide of culture and it's not going to be one conversation that makes the change. It's not going to be two conversations. It's thousands of conversations. And it's, you know, this this conversation that we're having is a part of a feminist conversation, right? It's it's about the I was watching Dave Chappelle the other night and he, you know, in his, you know, somewhat controversial, but I found it absolutely fabulous comedy session he said did you know what feminist means it's just that it's that you know you believe in equal rights for men and women and he said well by that definition I'm a feminist (laughs) it's like yes I accidentally discovered that I was a feminist and only not so long ago because (laughs) in my mind it was the bra burning don't shave under your underarms um you know almost man hating um, thing that I'd seen from the 70s and you know I'm a I'm yeah. a baby of the 70s so I, I yeah. you know kind of miss that bit but to yeah I went looking for the definition because I'm having all these thoughts about equality and yeah. you know especially in the pandemic feeling the burden that um women and mothers have um worn across yeah. the pandemic with homeschool and you and I as entrepreneurs yeah who already worked from home and you know, trying to make that fit, I went looking as well. And 
that same definition. It's equality, equal equality. equal pay, equal opportunity. I'm like, well, then I'm a feminist. Yeah. And I was accused of being a feminist as a as an insult from my ex-husband uh, not so long ago. He said, well, you're a feminist. And I was like, and? Yeah. It, it yeah, insult. I am. So I want equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I want equal opportunity. I want equal opportunity for my daughter and my son. Of course I do. Like, of course. Do I want equal opportunity for daughters and sons all around the world? Yes, I bloody do. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really interesting. And it, 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 he, Dave, had a similar similar kind of thing is like the, the, the archetype or the word or the meaning has been kind of co-opted by this kind of um, angry man-hating kind of vibe. And that's not that's not the original truth of the of what it means it's mm. it's just equality like i care about equality i care about equality of conversation and opportunity and pay and yeah so like having more more of these conversations i think it's and it's good not just like there's a lot of people that are fighting for equality around all sorts of different reasons right over you know race or or gender identification or sexuality or all sorts of different um, reasons and and I don't think any one of those conversations excludes any other conversations. Mm. Every time we talk about equality for for anyone, it raises the ability for everyone to have equality. It's like whether you're a man or a woman or you identify as um, somewhere in between. Great, you deserve equality too. Everybody deserves mm. equality, and and having those conversations is really important. So the more conversations we have, I think the more we can, culture happens through conversations. Culture happens through us collaborating around different ideas and talking about different ideas. It's a, it's an ongoing process. So yes, more, more of these conversations. And um, you and I are both in business. We both work from home, as I mentioned, and we both have young children. Um, And one of the things that I've uh, noticed is that Women get stuck uh, when they go into business, especially one like ours in the coaching space. They get stuck at a certain point and it might be that they've, they've got some early runs on the board, but then their side hustle starts to become a bit more of a thing and that can be yeah. a challenge in itself yeah. amongst the dynamic in the family. How do you think we could support those female business owners with their with their young businesses mm-hmm. to help them acquire the courage they need to push through rather than retreat? How can we support them? I think there's a lot, like just having these conversations is a great start to let people, to let women know that it's possible, it's possible to to start a business. And like, I often say this, that that now more than ever before, more than ever before with the, you know, with the rise of the internet and video conversations and what, you know, this conversation that we're having now based on this amazing technology that our society gets to enjoy, women have had no better opportunity to start a business and to be able to attract an audience or a clientele based on their passion, their genius and work on their terms in their hours and whether that's like between 9.30 and 2.30 so that you can be there for school pickup, there has been never more the greater opportunity for that to happen and for women to really carve their own destiny. And yeah, like we get to we get to show them and inspire them with what's possible. And I think there's also like the mentoring of 
of giving back and, you know, helping, helping people along the way and, and lifting people up. And one of the beautiful things that I've been able to do this year is bring in more faculty members into my coaching program. So, you know, other coaches that I know that are really great in their particular niche to be able to elevate to elevate their status and elevate their standing and and give them the opportunity to to teach within my containers and and you know and to get that experience i think that's like that's one of the ways that we can do it within our business you know there's also you know the philanthropy and you know mentoring and there's so many ways mm. that we can share that knowledge and i think there's just that there's also that piece of you know make normalizing that it is challenging and that you do need help and that you don't, you know, no one does what we do without a whole bunch of help. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've got six people on my team right now. I'm like about to hire some more help at home now, now yes. that we're allowed to have people in our homes again. I'm like, please, I need, I need my housekeeper. Mm -hmm. And so there's that, you know, there's that kind of conversation of going, hey, it's okay to, it's okay to get help. It's okay that if you're running a business and your time is worth $100 an hour, $1,000 an hour, whatever it is in your business, it's okay to hire someone else to help you clean the floors. Ready to wake up every day and live your bravest life? Sign up today for our 365 Days of Brave and you will receive a daily brave message from Rachel Evans herself directly into your inbox, completely free of charge. Go to bravemedianetwork.com backslash 365 and sign up for your daily brave messages today. You know, that that's giving someone else an opportunity. It's not mm -hmm. you being lazy and trying to shirk your responsibilities. Yeah, It's, you know, you're giving someone else an opportunity to earn a living and to start their entrepreneurial journey. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, that we can have respect for everybody on their on their journey and allow ourselves to get the help that we need so that we can so that we can all rise up together. I was reading some stats um, a couple of days ago around how when a uh, woman uh, returns into the workforce after she's had kids for every I think it was additional ten thousand dollars that she earns or 10 percent increments of her husband's uh, salary. Yeah. She will drop 21 minutes per week of housework. So she uh, she works more and more hours up to a point and mm. housework gets less. But husband doesn't pick up the housework. It, it largely goes undone unless they are a family of means and are on a similar wavelength and they hire a cleaner. But what they've noticed in Australia uh, with Australian women is that as they get to a point where they are earning two-thirds of their husband's wage, their housework rate picks up again and they start to do more housework. And I was fascinated, <laughs> but then not because I completely related it to my old self because once the, the female starts to close the gap on the male wage, she starts to either feel that she is encroaching on her husband's uh, manhood and breadwinner status yeah. or she actually feels that resentment from her husband. So in order to validate her gender, she starts doing the housework again. So she eventually ends up working full-time and being the full-time caretaker for the home 
and the dominant provider of childcare. And I thought, what are we doing? But that is exactly what I did in my previous marriage. So I completely identified with it. Not anymore. I have a cleaner and a housekeeper and a lawn mower man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mm, But I just thought it was so interesting. That is real. That's really interesting. Mm. And it's like it speaks. It's so interesting because like when we speak to gender roles, we're speaking to archetypes and, you know, all of the kind of social conditioning of all of the social conditioning of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man and what it means to be a wife and a mother and what it means to be a husband and a father. And and we have this opportunity to start to break down the parts of those gender roles that aren't serving either the men or the women. It's not serving, you know, it's not serving the men that want to stay home and be the primary caretaker and you know the woman maybe might be the more ambitious and wants to go and grow a business Mm. it's not serving him and it's not serving her so I'm like oh gosh I'm super lucky in my in my relationship that my husband is such an absolute legend and you know and very much takes an equal share in all of Mm. the all of the things that that need to be done and and I think there's also a sense of you know my my mum's conditioning with with me like she's a she's a horse rider and a horse trainer and so for her the housework was a very low priority on the, on the list mm-hmm. so 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 there's that sense of oh well you know if the laundry doesn't get done it's not the end of the world that we've got plenty of clothes to wear so i think there's a sense of kind of this like my character and my worth as human being isn't judged by the cleanliness of my house i like yeah. You know, yeah, of course, it's great to have a clean house, but if the house needs to get dirty because I need to do a day of work, okay, <laughs> no, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a there's a sense of, you know, for some people that would be like, oh, abhorrent, I would never like allow my house to get dirty and I would never, I, I couldn't possibly sit down at my desk unless all the laundry was done and all the folding was done and the ironing was done and the floors were mopped and it's like, well, that's not going to make your living. That's not going to no. pay your mortgage. Go do the work that's going to get you paid. Great and distraction. It's a great dis- yeah. Yeah, procrastinating. cleaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't <laughs> suffer from that. No. I don't either. <laughs> and I think like pretty much every entrepreneurial woman that I've ever spoken to has that same Mm. has made that same leap. So I guess that's the biggest, like that's one of the biggest leaps is going, okay, are you willing to let go of the idea that the housekeeping is solely your responsibility and start to then spread it amongst your partner and your kids and your housekeeper and, you know, whoever. And maybe it's like you can't afford to get a housekeeper straight away, but maybe you could swap with someone or, you know, there's all sorts of other creative ways to do it when you're starting your business so that, you know, it doesn't, I think it's really easy to go, oh, well, it's it's easy for you to do it because you're privileged or it's easy to, for you to do it because you've got cash flow. And there have been plenty of times where I've been going backwards and, mm. you know, have been through really tough times in my business and haven't been able to afford to get, you know, the help that I might have liked. But you get creative and you figure out other ways to to continue to move forward. And, yeah, it's really about what your priorities are, I guess. In closing... I'm pretty sure that you've got a number of brave moves still to make uh, in the next little while. What you. What's your next brave move going to be? Oh, that's a great question. I am actually in the process of I'm in the process of putting together a book 
and um, and a book launch where I'm going to where I'm going to incorporate my singing because I used to be a professional mm. singer um, where I'm going to incorporate my singing and my kind of coaching speaking um, and and wrap it up into one live fingers crossed hopefully or otherwise online um, event where I can kind of showcase um, showcase my voice in all of its forms and the kind of the wisdom that wants to come through so mm. that Amazing. feels like yeah that feels like ooh, a big a big step forward of like creating my kind of personal brand that um mm. that is separate from and different to my you know coach my super coach society yeah. um programs so yeah well i i very excitedly wait to see uh the um the brave move take place and uh the outcome it's all in, it's all in progress writing the book practicing the songs Beautiful. planning the planning <laughs> the outfits <laughs> nice lovely you are listening to the very brave podcast Kylie Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on bravery and really getting deep down into a conversation about equality and um, and how we can better support each other as women. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for inviting me and thank you for allowing me to add my voice to this conversation. I think it's a really important conversation and one that needs to continue to be had. My Thanks pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Rach. Thank you for listening to the Very Brave Podcast. If you like this episode, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Also, remember to give us a rating and review. I'll be reading out reviews on future podcast episodes, and I'd love to share your insights. For more information and additional resources, check out the website at www.therealrachel.com and www.bravemedianetwork.com. I love hanging out on Instagram as well. So make sure you follow me there at The Real Rachel Evans. And let's continue this conversation. I look forward to chatting with you next time.